Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Naked Pastor, the show that's all about you, your questions about God, faith, religion, and the Bible. The Naked Pastor podcast is available on the following platforms. I'm happy to share. So you could listen to The Naked Pastor on Apple Podcast, on Audible Podcast, Spotify, as well as Google podcast okay the live show if you are listening to the podcast and we want to invite you to listen and join us on the live call-in show it happens on 8 p.m thursday nights central africa time okay so i'm just say, repeating that to you if you are listening on any one of the platforms that is apple podcast audible spotify google podcast or even on podbean and you're listening to the podcast the live show happens on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Africa time. So you're more than welcome to join us on the live show. It's a call-in show. We want to take your questions. We want you to ask us questions. We want to talk about it. So you are more than welcome to it. This is a live call-in show, so call in. Tonight we are talking and we continue our conversation with Marius um, regarding hearing the voice of God. Does God still speak to people, or are we all just gone nuts? Marius, good evening. You there? I'm here. Vilko, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hello, Marius. Um was battling a little bit. Marius, are you there? Okay, while Marius is... Um, just Marius, when you're ready, just speak, just jump in. And um, we're going to take this conversation on. So last week we spoke about the fact that God does speak to man. He hasn't stopped. It hasn't changed. There's no line in the sand when he stops speaking to man. Uh, he still speaks to us. And... Um, who can hear his voice? Well, you don't have to be a Christian to hear his voice. You don't have to be what our Christianese language, be saved to hear his voice. Um, you can hear his voice. That's the only way you can get saved in any case. And we spoke about the primary ways God speaks to us. And we basically came down to the place there where the Bible is the cornerstone of where God speaks to us and how God speaks to us, whether he uses prophets or um, uh, dreams or visions, it will always point back to the word. And we need to use the Bible to qualify what we, uh, Marius, do you agree? Are you there? Maybe Marius is just going to check out and check back in just to make sure that he gets a better connection. Um, it is raining where we are, so um, we will probably have a little bit of network problems. And that is not our fault. It's just like the weather and what's going on. So here's the thing. We are talking about hearing the voice of God and the Word of God. And we want to share with Marius is going to put in just now on this, but I'm going to preempt it so long. 
we spoke last week about the parable of the sower. Hello, Marius. Hello, Marius. Can you make where? Can you? Hear yeah, me? there we can hear you clearly. Okay, it sounded like you were in a pipe speaking somewhere and I have difficulty in hearing you. Um, but thank you once again uh, to be part of, of this wonderful subject. Good stuff, Maria. So why don't we jump in and we talk about that, the good, the sower and the seed in our hearts. Sower and the seed in our hearts. Vilko, um, most of, of us, or shall I say most of, of the children of God, um, and, uh, well, even, even, even the unsaved, hear the voice of God mostly either by reading the Bible or by the preaching of their pastor or domini. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and, yes, 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 yes. And Jesus comes in Luke chapter 8 and he, 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 he uses a parable to, to teach the people. And um, tells them uh, in the parable there in Luke chapter 8, it, it, it says, A sower went out to sow a seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the traveled path and was trodden underfoot, and the birds of the air yeah. ate it up. And some seed fell on the rock, yeah. and as soon as it sprouted, it withered away because mm -hmm. it had no moisture. And another seed mm -hmm. fell in the midst of the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it mm -hmm. and choked it. And some seed fell into good soil and grew up and yielded a crop a hundred times. And as he said these things, he called out, Who has ears to hear? Let him be listening and let him consider and understand by hearing. Mm -hmm. And then later Jesus uh, explains what, what does this parable mean. And he said this, he said, those along the traveled road are the people who have heard. Then the devil comes and carries away the message out of their hearts that they may not believe mm, and mm, be mm. saved. And then he said, the second kind of people are those upon the rock. He says, are those when they hear and they receive the word, they welcome it with joy, but they have no root. And they believe for a while, and in times of trial and temptation, they fall away mm. and withdraw and stand aloof, says the Amplified. And mm. then mm. he says, and as for those who fell among the thorns, these are the people who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked and suffocated with the anxieties and cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit mm. does not ripen. Yes. And he says, but yes. as for those the, that seed that falls into the good soil, these are the people who, hearing the word, hold it fast in a just, noble, and virtuous uh, way and, and worthy heart and steadily bring forth fruit with patience. Yeah. Now, the, they are full heart. The second one is a shallow heart. The third one is a stifled heart, mm. and then the fourth one is the good heart. And and that is the mm. kind of people that hear the word, and everybody can hear the word of God, but it depends on your heart whether you're going to listen mm. 
and obey and then eventually bring forth fruit. Mm. And that's why most people have difficulty in hearing God's voice because there's a, there's a, there's a difference in relationship with God. And I believe the closer you live in relationship with God, the more you are able to hear and distinguish uh, the word, of, uh, I mean, the, the, the voice of God. Marius, I've got a take on that. I want to just pop in there. Uh, before I go there, if you are listening to this podcast on either Apple Audio, Spotify, Google Podcast, the or Podbean, the live show where you can call in and post your questions happens on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Africa time. Okay, so this is a call-in show, so call in and post the question. Um, that's out there for you. However, Marius, what, what you're saying now is about the ground. One thing that I've learned from this is it doesn't say that the ground is not fertile. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It says the ground is hard. It says the ground has got thorns on it. It says the ground is shallow. And then it says it's good ground. But if I go back to the creation, um, the Bible basically says that we are good. God created us originally good and obviously sin came and all of that but that's what the discussion tonight what i want to tell you is that thorns don't grow in fallow ground that which, which strangles good seed the ground is fertile already the good ground we're talking about is just somebody that says i am going to pluck out the bad stuff i am going to soften my heart i am going to have i'm going to decide to have some depth inside of me and prioritize the seed and it's magic. I think it's it's beautiful that the the work of the word of God lies in the power of the word, not in my ability to do anything. Did you agree with me? Absolutely. And so we can just rely on what God is saying. But am I willing to hear? And we all, most people would say, yes, I am willing to hear. And then you speak to them about different things uh, which might be right or wrong. Let's take, for instance, um, in our postmodern society, um, wokeness. Is wokeness right or wrong? And then we start talking about what wokeness is. If you don't know what wokeness is, put up a, give us a thumbs up and we'll do a show on wokeness. But basically, wokeness boils down to the fact that you will uh, acknowledge minorities and bigger groups at the cost of another group. That's basically, in a nutshell, just to uncomplicate it. Um, so here's the thing. And then we can talk about, I'll tell you what, wokeness is wrong. Wokeness is completely wrong. Now, I've spoken to you, or the Bible says, uh, be inclusive, don't... don't uh, alienate or place God first. Now the word of God is speaking to you. You can decide. I'm going to be hard. I'm going to be hard ground. Your seed's going to fall there. I'm not going to care what you say. Who are you to tell me in any case? Isn't that so, Marius? Or you can choose. Carry on, Marius. Yeah, what you, you, you can, I think it's the difference between um, religion and relationship again um, that you can choose mm. whether whether you want to adhere to what you believe 
or what the Word of God says. Can I can, yeah. I, can yeah. I can I say that again? You can mm. either um, respond because that is actually what these four different hearts are. It's actually four different responses to mm. what I've heard because. I can hear the word of God, and and as I said, most people hear the word of God on a Sunday morning, or uh, uh, mm. in in in, um, uh, in a in a Bible study group, or uh, in a prayer meeting. Most people hear the word of God and hear the voice of God, because while the pastor or Domini is preaching, they hear the voice of God, because God speaks to them about different things in their lives that might be right or not right, and. And then that is that makes the difference on how am I going to respond, because I can either reject it with a hardened heart. I reject it. He's not speaking to me. He's speaking to the guy behind me. And yeah. the yeah. second one is yes, he is speaking to me, and I am going to do something about it. But the moment I'm out of church, suddenly I'm uh, uh, um, attracted and actually distracted by a lot of things. And I forget mm. to do something mm. about that thing that I've just heard. Mm. And then the third kind is, yes, I've heard the voice of God, but I've got so many things to worry about and so many different things that is, that's troubling me that I still don't respond to the word of God. And then the last one is the one that, that does respond. And that's why I believe every church should actually give an opportunity right there and then when they've heard the voice of God, mm. give an opportunity so that people can respond to that word so that yes. the devil yeah. doesn't get a chance to rob them of what they've just heard. Mm. And, and, yeah. and that's why I believe in an altar call, that people will respond to what they've heard and what the Holy Spirit has told them. So just in case you didn't listen last week, or just to recap a little bit from last week, is when we say the hear the voice of God, we are not talking about an audible voice. Uh, God is spirit, and he speaks to your spirit. And um, I don't know about you, but personally, I wouldn't want a voice coming out of nowhere, audibly speaking to me, say, hey, Wilco, Listen to me. I want you to get up and go do that because I am going to have such a fright. You know, you, it's, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be an absolute mess. So God has written his word. He's the Bible. Here's the thing. A lot of people say, but it was man written. Fantastic. It's man written. 40 authors over the period of 2,000 years wrote 66 books without contradiction, without knowing each other because no one lived that long. And you want to tell me humans wrote that. Come on. The, the logic behind that is so flawed. It is God breathed, God inspired, and every part of the Bible is written by, through people by the Holy Spirit for the edification, for the edification Christianese, to build people up, to let people, to empower people. I mean, those are the words of our generation is to be empowered and to be built up and to be enabled and, you know, not to, that's the word of God. So when we say, listen, you need to hear the word of God. It is not hearing it with your physical ears and your cognitive mind. Anybody can do that. That's just more information. Do you agree with me, Marius? Yes. I just want to clarify, God can speak to us in that way, but he seldom does. 
Mm, he mm. most of the time speaks through that still small voice, that inner inner impression in our in our hearts, and and that's the way that the Holy Spirit will speak to us or make the Word of God, the Bible, come alive for us that we suddenly know now I'm 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 hearing the voice of God uh, even in what I'm reading. Because yes. the Bible says in, in Romans, he says, faith comes by hearing and hearing mm. comes by the word of God. So yes. if for me to get faith to do something or to trust God for something, I need to, to hear the voice, uh, the, the, the voice of God and he's speaking through his word. Mm. Maurice, so let's just quickly talk about some controversial stuff that people say um, about what God has told them. Um, I'm just going to throw one in the bush. The Lord told me to go to another church. <laughs> um, I've heard it so many times, uh, Volko. Um, we must understand God has given gifts to the church. Each person has received uh, different gifts and God has placed everyone in that congregation with their gifts, and that makes the, the congregation complete. Um, oh. and, the, and the Bible actually says that that, that, um, that is uh, through the gifts, we are actually everything that Christ is. Christ, his body, has got everything that's necessary so that the body can minister to one another and and, and fulfill every need that the congregation might have, and, and that's yeah. spiritually as well. Now, right. God will not rob one congregation to because he loves his church, and, 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 and therefore he will not love one church more than the other. So he will not <laughs> rob one congregation to enrich another congregation. And yeah. therefore, I do believe that God can make you move away because there's a need in a church, in, a, in another town or place. But um, I, I do believe that God will not send you down, just down the road to another church um, yeah. and, and rob this church from having that gifting and then going to the, another church. I believe that God will, will either add to that church what is necessary so that they can fulfill the the, um, the the mission that God has for them. And and I do believe that every congregation and every church has their own uh, um, redemptive uh, uh, call and redemptive mission. But yeah. I do believe yeah. that God will not rob one church to enrich another one. He will send like what happened to Paul there in Acts chapter 16 is he saw a Macedonian man in a, in a dream. He saw a Macedonian man calling him to come and help them. So Paul had to leave where he was and go over to Macedonia to Philippi and, and Ephesus and, and there go and minister to them. And there's wonderful things that happened there because of his ministry. So I do believe that God will send giftings for a for a ministry or for a certain season, like we know that the apostle has a has a as as a as a as a, a ministry that is uh, moving from one church to the other, and we know that prophets can can move from one church to another, but it's just for a season to 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 be used by God. But um, as you said, God will not use uh, or let a person leave one church 
most of the time, and I, I, I must tell you, most of the time people leave one church to go to another church because they've taken offense. Yeah. So here's the next and thing. That is, will, the Lord, will the Lord tell you to play the lotto or give you the lotto numbers? Nice controversial one. <laughs> uh, never, 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 never. Um, God will not contradict his own word. Yeah. The Holy Spirit yeah. will never contradict because God himself uh, um, submits to his own word. God will not even contradict his own word. So yeah. he will not yeah. tell you to do something that's contradicting his word. And therefore, never will God ask you to, to, to play the lotto, especially if there is scriptures that can contradict um, that. So um, you and I must know our Bible so that we can know what we can do and can't do. And uh, so God will not contradict himself. All right, here's, here's another one I want to throw at you. Just before I carry on, guys, if you are listening at that po this podcast on the <laughs> Apple, Audible, Spotify, or Google, you are well, even Podbean, you are welcome to join us on our live talk show on Thursday nights at Central Africa time. This is a call-in show, so you're, you're welcome to call in or post your questions um, in the message box, and we'll try and answer your questions regarding this. Marius, what about people? This is the, the, I've got two favorite ones. I'll just, well, I've got a couple, of, but let me just put it to you this way. Um, and this is the question. You know this very well. When Jesus was in the desert, the enemy came to him and tempted him with the word of God. Yes. How does that work? The, the devil knows the Bible. And, 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 and therefore, he can use the Bible to, 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 to make us believe that that is the right thing to do. But um, we must uh, sometimes just know our whole Bible and not just use one scripture because a scripture used out of context can be, can be dangerous. Yes. And therefore, if, if we use a portion of scripture out of, uh, out of context, um, then I can, um, uh, well, uh, uh, do anything if, if I don't read it within the context that it, it was written. And uh, therefore, we must be very careful that the, the, the devil used scripture, but he used it in the wrong context. Um, yes. to, to try and, and, and get Jesus to do something and believe something um, that, that he should have already known or that he did know. For instance, mm. when, when he said that if you um, mm. Uh, mm. Um, uh, say to these uh, stones to become bread, and, and Jesus said, Again, using scripture, and that's why what, what the wonderful thing is about Jesus is that he could use scripture as well because he had the relationship with the Father, yep. and he could yep. use scripture again to contradict the devil and to let him know, but you cannot do that. And, and especially when he wanted him to, 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 um, um, to um, bow before him and worship him, and yep. that Jesus said to him, you, can, you must worship God alone. So again... Yep. We must know our Bibles so that we can be able to contradict even what the devil uses uh, uh, in, in, in Scripture. 
Okay, so I asked that question for a specific reason because you know what happened to me? I had a lady come to me one day and um, she, now listen to this, listen to this. She smokes marijuana. Let's make it a very, now I'm not going to make it polite. She smokes marijuana. She is a, she weed head. She smokes weed and she says, listen to what she says. And it's, this is typically how the enemy will misquote scripture out of context or leave out a specific word. The same way Jesus got tempted in the desert, like Marius explained just now, it was out of context and was misquoted. This lady said, the Bible says that he gave us every herb in the Garden of Eden. Now, when you hear that, it sounds true, but you you understand. It sounds true, but he says, I've given you every herb and in the Garden of Eden. But there's a specific word, <laughs> yes, left out, for food. It's, I've given you every herb for food. And yeah. food, <laughs> listen to this now, food have got nutritional value. So yeah. if you can bring me the nutritional value of cannabis, all right, you can eat it. But I promise you, you eat cannabis, two things are going to happen to you. You're going to get high and you're going to get very thin because it destroys your body. Now you can't say, but God told me. The Bible says it. And that is a hardened heart or that is a heart that's got those thorns on because the pleasures of it. If you tell me it's for medicinal purposes and it's cleaned up and all those things, I'm not going to have an argument. But you tell me, the, the Bible says I can, I can smoke pot. You're not listening. You, you're actually listening to the devil's voice. This is the naked past. I can be a bit truthful here. Um, guys, pop your questions in here. Here's another one, Marius. Just before you it. ask that question, um, you know, when people want to do something, mm. they will find a scripture to, um, to uh, uh, confirm what they believe. Yeah. Mm. So when people have made up their mind of what they believe or what they want done, they will find a scripture that will, that will confirm that even if it's out of context, even if it's out of, uh, out of line, they will find a scripture to be able to to confirm and actually uh, uh, validate um, to validate what they believe or what they want to do, and mm. and it can happen with everything. So if uh, that's why scripture out of context can be uh, such a dangerous thing because I want to use it to actually justify myself. That's actually the word I was looking for, justification yeah. for what I believe or what I want done. And that's what, yeah. if I want to play the lotto, I will find the scripture to, to, to find it, to, to, to be able to justify it. If I want to, to um, uh, um, uh, uh, shall I say, uh, smoke marijuana or whatever, I will find a scripture that will justify it. And if I want to divorce my husband or wife, I will find a scripture to try and, 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 and validate and, uh, and justify that. So we must be careful how we use scripture. I mean, there's a favorite one that people use to justify. It says, test everything and just keep the good. But they miss the, the, the verse the right before that, or the second no, part that says, refrain from all evil. Absolutely. And so, so they justify that. 
just you, you touched on it quickly, Marius. Um, there was this case where a lady wrote in her diary, the Lord has shown me, and she was still married, my new husband. No ways. No Come ways. on. Why not? No ways. God's <laughs> scripture only gives us two reasons why we ever can divorce um, our husbands or wife. And um, the first one is, he says that the unbeliever can, can divorce. So if mm. you are an unbeliever, you can divorce. And the second one is if there is adultery. So mm. unless there is unbelief in your heart, and unless the other person has, has uh, um, uh, committed adultery, you have no justification for divorcing your husband and wife. Or why? So you and I must be careful that uh, because I have, and, and, and most of the people, and I want to use this as an example, while we were at Theological College, one of uh, our guys, we were about 30, 30 students, and mm. a, a lot of us got married, but this one guy uh, wasn't married, and they asked him, Yanni, why is it that you're not married yet? And he gave mm. this brilliant answer. He said, some some guys wait until they get the right woman and others marry in the meantime. <laughs> Fantastic. That's brilliant. I think it's, yeah, and, and that that is what, what has happened now is people have married in the meantime. I'm I'm now putting it into brackets. Pe yeah. People have married in the meantime and then they're disappointed with the choice that they made or some things have happened and now I'm not happy with the husband or the wife that I have. And then I see this other man and I see, the, or I see this other woman and she mm. looks so spiritual and she looks so good and she, that's the person that I would have liked to have. But because mm. I made a bad choice previously, now I want to rectify my choices and using scripture to justify it. And we can't. It's, it's not from the word of God. Not from the word. Marius, one minute in a nutshell on does the Lord still speak and how do we hear the voice of the Lord? Go for it. What I want to say is, is, is that it, it's not so much um, that we, what we need to do to hear the voice of God. What we actually should avoid is what is keeping me from hearing the voice of God or what is keeping me from responding to the word of God. And, mm. and, and actually, we must, we must find another time to speak about that because it's so brilliant that sometimes uh, we, we don't. And I want to uh, um, uh, end off with this example where Elijah was, was hearing the voice of God and God told him to, to come to this uh, to this river, to this brook, and God told him, "Stay with this brook and uh, at this at this small river, and I will send the crows to feed you." And that happened for a while, and then after a while, the brook dried up, and God told him, "I want you to go to another town. I have told a a, a widow to take care of you." And so mm. Elijah responded to the word of God. And he went to this town. And when he got to this town, he saw a widow. And obviously he was, he was glad because 
now he was not being fed by the crows. He was now going to be fed by a widow. So he was, instead of uh, eating bread, he was now looking forward to a piece of steak. And, uh, <laughs> and when he got to this woman, this woman said, listen, um, I don't have any oil and I don't have any, any, any um, flour. Um, my son and I are going to eat the last little bit that we've got and then we're going to die. And so Elijah said, okay, Lord, what have I heard? You've spoken to me and you said a widow is going to take care of me. Now this widow has, has got this, this, this willingness to die instead of taking care of me. And, yeah. uh, and, it, and it was brilliant how Elijah told her that before you go, just go and, and prepare a, a, a morsel of bread for me. And mm. when she responded to that voice, it was then that the miracle in her own home happened. And sometimes there is three reasons why we don't hear the voice of God and we don't respond correctly to the voice mm. of God. And one of them is self-centeredness. So mm. when I'm so, uh, shall I say, uh, uh, wrapped up in I, me, and myself, that mm. I don't hear the voice of God. And then the second one is when I'm so aware of my problems that I'm not aware of the solutions. And then thirdly, is when I have this feeling of hopelessness instead of faith. And when this woman responded correctly to the voice of God and from, uh, from Elijah and the word that Elijah or God spoke through Elijah, it's then that the miracle happened in her own home and the, mm -hmm. the flower didn't uh, cease and the oil never dried up until such time that the famine was broken. And that's the brilliant thing about adhering to the voice of God. God bless you. I love that. I love that. Here's your naked truth. Before I give it to you, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Google Podcast, or Podbean, the live show, it's a call-in show. Thank you for the guys that are calling in or posting questions uh, at 8 p.m. on Thursday nights, Central Africa time. Here's your naked truth. God still speaks to you and I, whether you saved or not. He will not contradict the Bible. The voice yes. of God will always be parallel to the Word of God. God Amen. gave us the Son. The Son said, I do only which I see the Father do. I say only that which I see, hear the Father say, and then when Jesus left, he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. And he, the Holy Spirit is a person. He will remind you of my words. Whether you like it or not, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the naked truth. Good night. God bless. Bless you. Bye-bye.